Welcome back to the Scary Stuff Podcast. This is your host, Mike, and my co-host, Scott. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm talking about Halloween 5. Mike, how do you think I'm doing? Why do you think I rushed through that intro? I just want to get this over with. <laughs> Halloween yeah. 5 sucks. Well, tune in next week for Halloween 6. <laughs> <laughs> Shortest episode in the, the history of the podcast, yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, the motherfuckers did seven seconds? No. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... It's kind of funny. I was thinking to myself when we were recording for four hours, just like, you know, like tune in next week. I'm like, oh, also known as in five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Halloween... I wish it was going to be five. It's there's so much to complain about. Like... Well, a little bit of context, man. Is we we double featured these and we were recording them two at a time. Yeah. Um. So we we watched four and five, and let me tell you what. I've never been a big fan of five. Okay. Watching five immediately after four as a cognizant adult who is paying attention and, and thinking critically about it, it can do nothing more than damage five. <laughs> it, it, it is obscene watching four because I because I had to watch five in, in two sittings because I, I watched four and I immediately started five and I got like 20 minutes into five and I shut it off. I'll tell you this much. I also watched five in two sittings. <laughs> it's not like Dracula where it's just like I was so angry watching it where i was just like i don't want to watch this right now i was just bored <laughs> like i watched i watched dracula in one sitting that's just like an annoying movie this is just like you said boring like i was like i don't really want to finish this today i'll do it's, it tomorrow it, it's kind of sad too because the opening of five is really good i think the opening is awesome yeah yeah it's like it's well staged i i love the uh the pumpkin I just love that the way that they decided to it, do it that. It foreshadows some of the events, like the slicing sound in the beginning. I think is the scythe. Usually, when I hear it, it might be. Uh, I'm not but, saying it is, but like I, I'd like to visualize it being the scythe. I think that's cool. Yeah, I think that that was a really, really inventive, cool idea for the movie for an opening because it's yeah. like it, it is the pumpkin. It's reminiscent of one and two, uh, but it is a, their own spin on it, and it's a more uh, brutal kind of way of rendition of a rendition of the the halloween pumpkin that's a a running theme and like when i was watching i'm like oh man like i remember like this is a really cool opening maybe this movie won't be so bad maybe i'll have a really good time with it and then we go right into everything else and it's like okay 97 minutes let's go and there's cool things in the movie. It's not a yeah. It's yeah. not a terrible, boring it's, movie that it's has nothing not a, to It's not a wash. But man, when it sucks, it fucking sucks. It's just <laughs> it, the problem is, it's like all the goodwill that Fork Fork creates. I, I want you, you know? to know that like we have the drawn thumbnails, but like in within the last minute we both went like that to the screen i'm like if we could that would be the thumbnail <laughs> it just was like halloween five like honestly why the fuck not <laughs> um no like the, the thing is is that four sets up so much goodwill creating these characters we do really enjoy and i remember i was talking to you at work when i i finished rewatching it because i brought it up to you five and i think this other movie is a, a far better movie so just put that out there Five really reminds me of of Alien Three, where we have these characters we really enjoy about this sequel, and we're, we fall in love with them, and we just want to be with them. We just want to like follow them through more movies, and and you know, we care about them so much. And the director comes in and says, "Fuck your characters." <laughs> like, like yeah, so it's like Five comes in. We we have you know Jamie and and oh, okay. <laughs> we have Jamie and. Uh, 
and Rachel back, and Rachel's in the movie for all of fucking five minutes, and Jamie's in a you know mental institution or whatever, and you know we're dealing with all that stuff. But you know we love this character of, of Rachel. She's so like strong-willed. She's she cares about her sister so much. And then we just follow her through her house as she's showering and fucking all this stuff, and it's just it feels very disrespectful to the character. Yeah, oh, I, I know you're you're going on about it. I really do want to chime in right there, just because that is just very disrespectful. She is your main protagonist in the fourth movie. Like you know, you can argue who has more screen time, her or um, Daniel Harris. You know, it's very even. But you're following her on her journey. You know, getting over the fact that like. They just adopted this girl to be her sister, and they. She wants to be her sister, but she's like, you know, you're not blood related, and that's well, well just it, it's been a year. Exactly, at, at, so at, she's adjusting story. to that still. Yeah. And then at the end of the film, she's like, I love this girl, like, like there's no tomorrow. This is my sister, true and true. And this movie starts off with Rachel being like, Yeah, I know you're traumatized and you can't speak. I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah. And. This is the same person who's been the very strong female archetype character, as in most horror films, you have a very strong female by the end of the movie. And in this movie, every scene she's in is about her fucking naked, taking a shower, getting dressed. It's like, this is disgusting. Like, this is so yeah. fucking gross, man. And, like, even in, even in, like, the earlier parts, like, you know, the, the, in the first movie, in, in 4, they're setting her up at the beginning. She's like, she doesn't want to babysit Rachel. Yeah, she, Rachel doesn't want to be with Jamie, I should say. And you know, she's prioritizing her 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 relationship with a douchebag, and wanting that to be a, like a real thing. And she doesn't want to take care of her traumatized now sister. Um, and the whole movie, like she, the whole movie, is going from you know that opening scene, that part, that open scene where she's just like, "I don't want to babysit. This is stupid. I need to go be with this guy." To this is my sister. I will do anything to protect her, including falling off of a fucking roof. Like, she, it's she, almost like it's a fucking completed character arc. Yeah, and and then this one's just like, hey, deuces. Like, and there's nothing establishing that that there's a rift between them. <sighs> After what happens at the end of four, there's nothing to establish that. So they're just the same. They're they're fine. Like, like Rachel shows up and visits her, and they're fine. They're just the same character. They love each other. They're they're gonna be there for each other. And she's like, I'm just peacing out. And it's just like, this is, doesn't feel consistent. It feels like you just like made this up to just shuffle this character out of the movie. And just, yeah, it's so frustrating because it's like the reason why Four's biggest strength is those characters, and you're eliminating that aspect of it. Obviously, Jamie's still here, but the dynamic between her and Rachel is a crucial part to why Four is so good. And yeah. Five's just like, hey, fuck that. We'll replace it with this character Tina, who I don't hate nearly as much as most people, including you, but. I still think that, like, you go from Rachel to Tina, and you're just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, Christ. So, I also want to say, like, I mentioned, like, you know, it's very distasteful. I, about, like, her showering scenes and just getting dressed. I'm not saying to have females, you know, getting dressed or, or looking provocative on screen makes them not strong. You can have them be strong characters and still have them be more sensual. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But it's intentional as a way to tear down this character to be cannon fodder for the killer. It's done in a way to set up Michael Myers going to come in here and kill her and that's all it is. It's a disservice to this character that we have grown to love in one movie. 
it's not like you and I were watching a fucking trilogy of of Rachel and her progression as a character. One movie. One movie and we're attached. And in the very next film, this destroys it. Everything. It, it's, it's just because of how obviously, like, inconsequential the director of this movie really seems to act like Rachel is. Like, he just does not care about her. He's yeah. just like, hey, you care about this character? I don't, so goodbye. And and yeah. it's not even just like, oh, her being naked? Whatever. Like, that's not a problem. Her being naked, all that stuff is not the problem, but it's it's the way it's filmed because it's filming her like she's just any other character that Michael's going to kill. Yes. She's, not, she's not Rachel. She's not important. She's not, you know, her death is so just... Matter Infuri- yeah, it's so infu- yeah, it's so infuriatingly like disrespectful to the character. This is like, blonde I- girl number three in a script. Yeah, That's what it like, is. It's not this was, Rachel from Halloween Four. Yeah, like this is our co-lead from the previous film, a character that everyone enjoys, and you're treating her like she's just anybody else. It's it's really frustrating. Like a t- Tina who gets introduced in this film gets the death that honestly Rachel should have had. Yeah, if you're gonna kill her. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so... And, and, like, again, I don't hate Tina the way that most people do. But it is really, really infuriating that, like, you can sit there and say to yourself, take out some of the choices that Tina makes. This is Rachel's role. Yeah. And you just... There, there's no reason to remove Ellie Cornell from the movie. It feels super arbitrary to be like, well, we're just doing our own thing. You can tell it's done because she wanted money. You can tell yeah. it's because they don't value her as an actress, that she's not worth whatever she asked for. And it's the same exact thing that we'll ha- we'll talk about when we talk about Halloween 6, because the same thing happens to Daniel Harrison 6. Yeah. They so. don't... They d- See... We talk about filmmaking is very different nowadays than it was back then. And there's a lot of positives for filmmaking back then. But the biggest, biggest negative to me is that they will never, in horror films, put value on these leads. They're just fucking, they're just some fucking girls that got lucky with a film and that's it. They don't care. A lot of directors and producers back then were like, so you're good in one movie. Who fucking cares? We can recast you. You don't matter. And you can tell that. If this, if Halloween Four came out five years ago, and they're making a sequel, and they said, "Yeah, we're not bringing Rachel on," there'd be a huge fucking like, outcry. People would be so pissed off and be like, "You're right, we fucked up. She's in the movie. We're so sorry. We doubled her pay." And that's yeah. how it would be. And that's the biggest problem with films back then. They do not look at these actresses as anything more than you're just another fucking blonde girl. What do you matter? So fucking gross. Yeah, I'm telling you, because I remember they, they, they did court Dwight Little to come back. Mm-hmm. If he came back, this wouldn't have happened. 100%. No possible I, way. I mean, I can't say, like, oh, you should have come back for this franchise because I like the movie and I like this character and you should just decide to do things because I want you to, but, like... Yeah. I think Dwight Little would have understood the, the fact that there's a character that people really enjoy and you should respect that character. Yeah. And, and for some reason, like, Dominic Hoffman and Gerard just thought, fuck that, I guess. Like, I, I've watched the documentary on the disc. I've I've listened to the, the, the book, uh, Taking Shape, that's about the, the making of the movie. It's just, it feels like at every turn, it was just a director who decided he wanted to do his own thing. And I don't want to be beholden to anybody else. And also, I don't feel like starting this movie with a finished script. 
Like everything that happens just feels like it just happens. It just exists. Nothing feels like it's planned. The story doesn't feel like it has a, a coherent through line. No, there is nothing coherent about it. There's things that happen that are just unexplained. They the create biggest, questions. The biggest thing is the answer. question about what is the fucking tattoo on his arm? The tattoo what on his arm. What is the fucking man in, in the, the, man in the in coat? Which the man none of that shit answers. It's like, hey, somebody else can fucking do that. Literally verbatim. Yes. It's, it's not even not even like a, a thing. Like they they create the character like, oh, who's who's this man in black? We'll let the next movie figure that one out. Yeah. It's just like that's that is the wrong way to write a movie. That's fucking terrible. That is a stupid way to create and, a sense of like. And, it's like we're gonna create a, a mystery. We're gonna give you the illusion of an overarching story that's interesting, a a, a nice little morsel to bring you to the next one. But it's not like we actually thought something out. We're just being lazy. Yeah, and that illusion is a good way it's, to put it. It's fake injury. This movie is an illusion. It's like trying to tell you, like, hey, we have elements of four that you're going to like, so come back to it. And then we're just going to fucking infuriate you, make it feel like you shouldn't even bother to with this franchise after this film. And it sucks. There's really... I don't want to hate the movie. Like, there... There's so many things that are good in the movie that when they're good, they're really good, and I really like them. Yeah. I think Daniel Harris is fantastic in this movie. Her performance as a child actor is one of the best I've ever seen. I'll say that and, and, and mean it. Like, she's awesome. Uh, she's unbelievable. Great. I love her performance in this movie. Why is she mute after stabbing her mom? I don't know, but the performance fucking sells it. I'm, she's great in every scene she's in, and I love it. Loomis is fantastic. I remember, I remember there being some kind of a of like a passing mention of like you know, this event was so traumatic. Yeah, that it, I, that it is actually answered in the film. I'm not yeah. trying to say like it, they don't answer it. Is it just kind of like a matter of fact? Sure, but I don't care because it works in the movie. I like the way the story tells itself and handles it. But the problem is like the movie isn't good. I went into this saying I haven't seen Five in Forever. This is the one I watched the most when I was youngest. I would like to like this movie again. I would love to have a good time watching it. I can't. I can't have a good time watching it because it's a bad fucking movie. Is there cool things in it? Yeah. Is the final chase in the Myers house awesome? Yes. Is that the Myers house? Hell no. That is not the Myers house, but the chase in it is really cool. Well, let's 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 even like just delve into things that are positive about the movie because we we've, we've shit on the movie for the past time that we do, literally from from the jump. Yes. Um, I'll say this as a movie with a visual identity, I think that Authentic Gerard brings an interesting eye to the film. I, I think, think cinematography has looked the strongest in this film since the first one. Yes, I think that it's a, it is a visually dynamic, interesting looking movie. Yes. I think that Daniel Harris is great. I think that Donald Pleasance, as unhinged as he is, is really entertaining to watch in this. I think his performance is really cool and very different than what you would expect. Yes, it is very, very different. <laughs> very different. It, it, the jump is is insane. But I kind of like the idea that the guy who runs the madhouse is now in the madhouse because he's just absolutely out of his mind. It, it makes perfect sense with how four ends too. Yeah, like he's he's completely mentally him. broken. Yeah. And I think that that Pleasance's performance is, is really entertaining, strong. Um, there's a couple of lines in particular that I think are just fucking dope. You know, we talked about before the, you know, I wanted Michael to burn in hell, but I knew hell would not have him. Yep. Awesome. Talking about, you know, the girls in the heart of that house. 
the, 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 little, the little monologue in the in the woods that was really strong um the tower farm stuff i really like or like the i guess the idea of the tower farm stuff i really like um i like the idea like i don't think enough slasher movies i've seen like deal with like farmhouse implements yeah which is interesting because it's like the prowler has a pitchfork fucking jason uses a pitchfork. three uses it a bit more with the farm yeah yeah but it's like sides and pitchforks and like all these cool things like there's a lot of potential for for like farm related slasher stuff and i like that ambience with hay like it feels for some reason like to me it feels like a like a a cool october-y thing and i like the tower farm stuff some of the stuff is annoying but i i like that location a lot um the score is actually pretty good, aside from the really, really, really stupid fucking cop music. Which even Al Howard's and stuff is like... Bulk and Skull cop music, you mean? Yeah. Like, when I hear it, I'm like, this is Bulk and Skull from fucking Power Rangers. Yeah, it's, it's so bad. It's so goddamn bad. And the cops themselves are bad, but... Yes. Yeah. Beside the point. Um, I'm, really, I'm really trying to scrape stuff the finale is really good the finale is really good um, the performances by the leads are usually very good particularly the laundry shoot sequence is really good i love that it's my favorite scene in the movie it's it's really i, good. I, I would almost say it's my favorite scene in the thorn trilogy because i think it's so well shot and so well performed but it's a scene like i mean it's a standalone scene i really like that as far as like the, dr- the drama the tension in it but I really like the rooftop scene in four a lot. I prefer the laundry shoot to the rooftop, but I, I can understand that. Um, I don't blame you though. The, the, the laundry shoot scene, it's very inventive. Yes. It's really cool. It's visually it's really very cool looking. It's smart to capitalize on the fact your protagonist is so young and small. I thought that's yeah. very neat. Uh, even, even, uh, Loomis beating Michael with a fucking two by four relentlessly yeah. is entertaining. Uh, stupid but it's entertaining the the attic is so overtly huge too yeah, but oh, yeah. it, it, the visual presence it has is so captivating yeah like i agree it shouldn't be the myers house but for what it is it's so cool to look at if it was just a house it would be cool yeah but it being the myers house like that's just another thing where it's like it's don nicothan and gerard just being like it's my movie i'll do whatever i want it's just like you need to understand there's a Movies have continuity. Yeah, it's a thing. You know, you're you're making a movie in a series, and to a degree, you have to acknowledge some visual things and keeping the keep those consistent. Like because it's very distracting. I would love to have like scenes that showcase things previously in Michael's life in the attic that are prominently in the background with a huge attic like that. But I have to ask myself, how do I get this in there but make it make sense? You yeah. have to have it be like, oh, there's maybe a huge fanatic obsessed with the, the the phenomenon behind Michael Myers as a killer, and he he purchases all these events or whatever and keeps it hidden away, and just he's like a huge super fan. And then you say to yourself, that's the only way I could do this, and that sounds dumb. Let's just not do it. Yeah. Because this shouldn't be the Myers house. He shouldn't be living in a fucking giant mansion with an attic the size of someone's regular house. Yeah, the whole point was, like, the Myers house is just like any other fucking house yeah. in Haddonfield. And they made it this, like... It's a beautiful set, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a great set, and, and it looks can, great. But... You can do a lot of tension in a regular old house. Like, 
Halloween does it great with Laurie and, and uh, Michael in the first one. Look at the um, the chase and, and the stepfather, too. Yeah. That's really great. I feel like I have been mentioning the stepfather in a lot of these reviews. Because it's fucking awesome. It's just weird how this kind of like becomes the culmination of the things that you can do right in an 80s horror film. It's really funny because it's just like it's a movie that... That, that's just a movie we didn't expect anything out of to the level that we got. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just wild. Stepfather and, is really the 80s spiritual successor to Psycho. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, one of those, it's a slasher movie that's made with so much more polish than most of these are. And yeah. Directed by someone who's who really is trying to do something different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not everything can be the stepfather, but... No, it's There's just definitely... weird how that kind of capitalized on a lot of things that other films at the time should have been. Yeah, I agree. It's not like Friday could have done stuff from The Stepfather, but, like, films in these urban location neighborhoods should have taken a lot of cues from what they threw out there. Yeah. And it's surprising how that film has become so, I don't know, like, prominent with the way they handled all this material. I think um, another thing to talk about is uh, the kills, because this is this is a, a cut. One of the Halloween movies that got a lot cut. of it just got purely it just absolutely eviscerated. Uh, the new 4Ks that have come out apparently on the 4K they have the cut kills. Oh really? They're not edited together, but you can watch some of them at least. I only have the 4K for four. I don't have it for five. Yeah, I'm gonna eventually own them all, but. I'm gonna very slowly acquire them, but uh, oh, but you you bringing up how it is cut? I, I want to mention the editing in this movie is fucking atrocious. horrendous. It, it's some of the worst editing I've ever seen in a, in a fucking film released on theaters. Like, it's terrible, and I don't mean just like it's cut out because of oh yeah, you know, it, we can't show this blood or this uh, this scene's too gratuitous. Just sometimes scenes just cut. Maybe they're like, we need to save some time, so we gotta cut out some shit. That's great and all, but like, I saw the, the static jump on a film I'm watching. That's awful. Like, you as an editor should not be able to just say, it's fine, send it out. And this like, film looks atrocious sometimes with the editing. And like, that kind of also li- runs into the fact that, like, this is a very rushed film. Like, yeah. This, this movie, the movie came out, the fourth, came, fourth one came out, was a massive hit. They're like, we need a sequel now. So yeah. they, they just rushed this thing into development. And it feels like this movie just, at every turn, cut corners where it could and just tried to hit oh, that It cut noise. them all right. It cut yeah. a lot of corners. Yeah. One it cut so much always... of it, you don't know which corner you're in now. Yeah, one, one of those one of the ones that really sticks out to me, one of the real the moments that really sticks out to me is when Michael gets killed. Yeah. With the, the garden rake. Because he holds up the garden rake, hits him in the head, he cuts to being on the ground, and then cuts to, like... His leg shaking... Kick- yeah. yeah, like his whole body kick, like kicks, and then it cuts to the body being stagnant. Yeah, it's just like this is. It's, it's one of the worst edited scenes I've ever seen in a movie, and you know, I've I've done editing. I, I've gotten fairly proficient with some things. It, editing digitally is not like it used to be. You know, editing with actual film is very tough and a pain in the ass. And I, I feel for all the editors that had to do that when making films. Jesus Christ. You cannot do that. You fucking cannot just be like, here is five cuts within a matter of six seconds. They all look horrible, and we're going to send it out. You should feel ashamed. I'm sorry, man. 
Maybe at the end of the day, you didn't do it. Maybe the editor was like, yeah, dude, some asshole came in my room and fucking cut it and said this is how it's gonna be. I don't know who's responsible, but you should not be able to sleep at night for that. <laughs> fucking awful. Um, yeah, it's atrocious, and the 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 pacing for this movie is so bad. Like it's, it's like it's an just, hour in twenty eight minutes. It's, it's no, it's ninety seven minutes. Oh, is it ninety seven minutes? Okay, it feels like it's, it's three still hours. not that long. It, like it's, it's still it not feels that long. like it's three fucking hours because I'm so bored. I mean, partially that's a combination of the fact that the pacing is off. Yeah, 100%. But also, but also, there's nothing in this movie that is remotely interesting. Nothing happens. It's just like the story just kind of like just drifts as the movie goes. Like it's such an aimless movie, and it's it's one of those again you could feel like the the writers were just like, uh, we're filming today. What are we gonna write today? Yeah, and like. I don't want to be that guy saying, like, hey, it's a horror movie, at least put some bloodshed in there, put some kills, but if people are going to die, at least make the deaths longer if we're going to wait so long for deaths to happen. And make them interesting. Like, and there, there's a couple that are cool. Yeah, my, Michael's like, the death Tower could have cool. been cool. It, it, it should have been. Apparently, the, the, the effect that they did for it was really disturbing. Yeah. And look at, look at this film to Friday Part 7. The director for Part 7 says, and I quote, I don't like the way he says, he says, the MPA raped my movie. Yeah. Wouldn't say it like that personally, but yeah. he said that because all the, the awesome kills he got that were so detailed and gratuitous got cut. That being said, those kills still functionally work well, and it's still a Without great them. movie. Yeah. I'll say it, it's still a really great fucking fun movie. These films, I mean, this film, particularly Halloween 5, these cuts destroy the movie this is unwatchable this is boring this is bland a simple fucking stabbing now gives me an aneurysm because i'm like how did you put this on a fucking theater screen yeah couldn't believe it one of the ones too like that irritates me maybe maybe i'm alone in it but like when rachel dies and I'm, i'm completely taking out the uh uh taking out of the equation how just insulting her death is in general yeah but when she she gets stabbed and the cut is so fucking harsh. Yeah. And I... I but that adds cut, to the disservice, too. Harsh cuts are not necessarily a bad thing. Like, we talked about The Exorcist. The harsh cuts are what makes that movie so yeah. goddamn jarring and, and, and fantastic. But it just feels like it's like, this character doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, that harsh cut adds to the disservice of it being Rachel. If yeah. that harsh cut was for even, like, Tina would be like, that's fucked up. If the harsh cut was for even some of the other teenagers in there, would be like, all right, maybe I don't care that much, so it's whatever. But for it to be Rachel, it's like, you don't fucking care at all. Yeah, She's her, nothing to you. Her getting that, heart, that, that harsh cut is just like... This is blonde girl number three. Yeah, it's Harsh just, cut, it, it, next scene. It, it's it, and it sucks like we're harping on that a lot but it's just like this is an important character and like this is one of the characters in the movie like if you kept her around like there's a built in established connection with this character that we have you had a hard time picking between your favorite character in 4 because there's 3 because there is 3 main characters in 4 3 main characters you could build the next film on and you killed one of them in the first 10 minutes unceremoniously fucking ridiculous Morons. You know, it's not like when you watch. Absolutely stupid. 
It's not like when you watch a movie like um, like like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three, or even the first Nightmare on Elm Street where you kill the first character off in the first twenty minutes. Yeah, you find you find a connection with her and you understand that character yeah. at least. And but you get you get to like like Nancy like of all the the heroines in the franchise, like the three I guess the three franchises. She she like Nancy has a fucking amazing finale it's 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 beautiful it's it's really strong emotional it's it's heroic it's a it's a it's a death for a hero it's it's a ceremonious death it is something that you you feel like you know something important just happened it's what the actors say when they say if my character's gonna die they're gonna go out kicking yeah and like when you get to to, um in five like she dies off screen obviously um jamie doesn't know she's dead until the very end which could be really cool. Yeah. That could be really impactful. It is treated like any other Halloween movie where the, the final girl is walking around the house and all the dead people are all strung up in Also, look in, at in it ways. Like, She's just another body. Yeah, in the, in also she goes, Rachel, Max. I'm like, hey man, I love dogs, but like, do not line them up like, eh, fuck them. Two dead people, am I right? High five, we got rid of them both. Yeah, it's just, it's just like they're just there. They're just oh, dead people. God. I'm sorry. And, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let, let's wrap it up. We're just gonna keep talking about this shit because it fucking sucks, man. It's like it's like is this the worst movie in the franchise? No, no. That 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 also in itself fucking sucks. It's yes. not the worst one. How is it not the worst one? Yeah, I remember back in the day, I used to be like, Halloween's pretty solid. Fran-. Like, there's a couple bad movies. It's not so bad. <laughs> Five is not good. Yeah. Six, I have to rewatch it, but six has issues. Lots of issues. Resurrection, horrible. Raw zombie movies, fuck those things. Give me your so, score for uh, Halloween Five, Mike. I didn't even give you a score for Halloween Four. We don't need one. It's a hundred. <laughs> hundred out of ten. No. Give me your I, score for Halloween Five. I feel like no matter what score I give, it's going to sound too high. Mike gives it a 25 out of 100. Awesome. Sick. I was, I was, I'm hovering around the 3.5 to a 4 out of 10. Oh, out of 10? Yeah. Yeah, I speci- I want to specify 10 because if I said 3.5, you said, you're like, wait, 3.5 Yeah, when you stars? said 3.5, I was like, wait, am I an asshole? Am I just like, like, <laughs> I would give this... If Rachel didn't die the way she did, I'd be like, 5 out of 10. It's whatever. It's just a movie. At the end of the day, there's some really good shit, but it's boring. But with Rachel, I would straight up say 4 out of 10. The story is so just... It doesn't have a direction. Yeah. And it ends... The movie... We even talked about the ending. Like, The ending is so just like... What are we going to do? Throw something in there. Uh, And there's sequences that were in the movie that could have been cool theoretically that were cut completely out like there's a, yep. a whole like another another whole massacre of the police force again and all this stuff like there's a whole sequence shot that we never saw you know the the finale they had a shootout like that there's stuff in that we didn't see but the finale is so just like tacked on uh i guess we're hey. gonna uh, show guy the man in black he's gonna gun down everybody and we're gonna just we're gonna cut oh he's gone okay bye-bye in the way that gets followed up on it's six fucking infuriates me yeah it's just like again the, one of the biggest problems of the movie is that it, it is there's nothing that this movie doesn't have a a plot that really feels like it goes like 
here's what we're setting up this is how we're ending it characters go through things the plot has a good actual like structure five feels like it's such a nothing movie that just exists yeah that's that's my face for this movie too but it just it, it's really frustrating because it's like it's a movie that just does not know what it's doing it has no idea where it's going and it ends in a way where you're like well have fun writers of halloween six figure out what we what we fucked up it's, it's so irritating and it's like all the good stuff in it it's just not good enough like the, the story is so bad the characters are not gr- not great you know it just like there's nothing to latch onto other than some of the technical technical aspects like the score or, or cinematography or something. But even the technical aspects are fucked. Yeah. So it's very it's very frustrating. Yes, I agree. It's fucking really bad, bro. It's fucking terrible, bro. So, um, final score. Three point five. Yeah, I'll give it four. Um, so with that, I think we've had our, our statements of hate and distaste. And tune in next week for Halloween 6, where the pigs come back into the barn.